Streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and BlastTheRadio.com, this is The Lowell Green Show. The number to call and be heard around the world is 613-413-2217 or email Lowell at BlastTheRadio.com. And now, here is Lowell Green. Oh, thank you, John. So the question is, is it good to be back? Uh, I think so. I'm, I'm glad. Actually, I had a, a great two weeks off. Refreshes the mind. Doesn't do a heck of a lot for the body, but uh, the mind really, really improves. I hope you notice the improvement in my mind. <laughs> <I'm> a- <laughs> don't laugh, John. Please, I'm sorry. Laugh. I, was that, I can't believe that was on the air. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, today is one of the rare occasions where I am of two minds. Now, I'm not one of these woke people who is of two spirits or three spirits or whatever it is, but I am of two minds. Two minds when it comes to mandated vaccine passports. I'm not sure where I stand on this, but I sure as heck would like to hear from all of my listeners out there and viewers. Where do you stand on what I would call mandated vaccine passports? There is a lot of controversy over this. Uh, As you know, the Prime Minister and the Premier say that they are opposed to any kind of official passport. But even while they say this, I understand that discussions are underway concerning the possibility of some kind of certificate indicating vaccine status. And this is one one of the things that puzzles me a little bit. It seems to me that one way or another... We are going to need some documentation, some proof of our vaccine status. Uh, there's not much question in my mind, for example, that we're going to need proof that we are fully vaccinated in order to travel to some countries. In fact, we're already seeing that. Uh, there's not much question either in my mind that we're going to have to have proof of uh, being fully vaccinated in order to attend some events. For example, John, you're a great CFL fan. Mm -hmm. You're probably aware of the fact that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are going to open the CFL season in Winnipeg with a full house. But it will be a full house of fully vaccinated people only. So very clearly, if you're going to buy a ticket to that game, the opening game in Winnipeg, you are going to need some kind of proof that you are fully vaccinated. Now, the other thing, when, when Rob Ford, for example, says that he is opposed to uh, a vaccination passport because he said, quote, it would split the people, uh, I can understand what he's saying. But in fact, I mean, we already have documentation. It's, it's not a passport. Here is, my, here is my sheet. I don't know how much of that you can read. But this is uh, the Ontario Ministry of Health in two languages, Lowell Edmund Green, health card number, etc., date of birth, agent, COVID-19, product name, Pfizer, Biotech, COVID-19 vaccine. And then it says, it gives me the uh, intermuscular dosage amount, left arm. And then it says, you have received two valid doses. So um, already, and anybody who has received, I guess, one and certainly with two doses, you get a certificate, which to me is a kind of passport. So I'm not sure how this splits, but I'd like to know where you stand on this because um, there's, there's one thing that I think is confusing for a lot of people. 
while you may support the idea or you may be opposed to the idea of a federal or provincial passport, I can understand that. And maybe we don't need that. I mean, we already have this documentation. Now, this is very very bulky. There's no question about it. I'm not sure how many people would want to have to pull this out. At, you know, if you're getting on an airplane or whatever it is. But as my wife pointed out, I'm, I'm not a, a techie. You, you would know this, John. You can take a picture of this and apparently put it on your phone. Am I right on that? You are. In fact, when you get your vaccine, they do email you. So if you've got your email on your phone, you receive a copy of exactly what you've uh, just put up on your screen the the okay. printed page, and you have that on your phone. So I just I just took a picture of it and saved it, you know, for future use. That's to How me. Would you that's show? Let's, yeah, let's say John that that you're that you're going to board a plane and they yep. want to see proof of vaccination and it's on your phone. How how would it appear on your phone? I mean, it would be a very small picture. Would they be able to read it there on the? Oh, phone? Of course. I mean, any any event you go to now, like if I'm going to a Red Blacks game, my ticket is on my phone. You just okay. show the picture and they just they just scan it. So that's what you get from uh, the Ontario government once you get your vaccine it's a little scannable code and all the information we really don't need a passport which i think i think what you're saying is that if we have this documentation from the in our case the ontario government or quebec or whatever um the the only problem there and actually uh, my good buddy was was visiting me this morning and we were talking about this he's a lawyer he said the problem with this is that he said this would be very easy to falsify this this document would be very easy to falsify. Those are the comments that we're getting so far on on Facebook. Is how easy is it? it would be to forge. Yeah, that that's now a um, and by the way, already in Winnipeg apparently got they know I don't know whether it was someone wanted to buy a ticket to the uh, the Blue Bombers game, but already they have spotted someone who faked the code number. They spotted oh, it, and so gee. already we've got a fake documentation. Now. Uh, so I guess that would be an argument in favor of some kind of federal or provincial passport. But I'd like to know where people stand on this. Now, there's one thing that I think there's a lot of misunderstanding. Even though the province, the federal government may say that, no, we're not going to do an official passport, does not mean that an individual business or individual, for that matter, should not have the right to de- determine who they want into your business. If a restaurant owner, for example, says, look, I only want fully vaccinated people into my restaurant. I can't take the chance, you know, on having unvaccinated people in here. It places my serving staff at risk. It places other customers at risk. And in these days, don't forget, if, you, if, if you're a restaurant and, you, and a, a, there's an outbreak in your restaurant, Man, oh man! I mean, this can destroy your restaurant. Oh yeah, they probably will have to shut down for thirty days or whatever it is, and the reputation is there. So the the restaurant I'm using restaurant as one example, but it could be true for any business. I say, listen, I can't take the chance on having unvaccinated people in here, placing others at risk. So they should have. Surely you must agree that if you're a private business, a private individual, you should have the right to determine whether you want unvaccinated people into your establishment. Now, some people say, no, no, you can't do that. Well, I don't care what the, the, the what rights and privileges, you know, are, are in our Constitution. I, listen, you as a private, let me ask you this, all of you people who may be opposed to any kind of, of documentation like this, let me ask you this very personal question. Should you as an individual have the right to determine who you want into your home it could be unvaccinated people you don't want, or it could be people who don't wear shirts 
or or shoes or something should you have the right to decide who you want to enter your private residence and if you agree that you should have the right surely you must grant the same right to private businesses if you have the right to say to somebody i'm sorry i, I can't let you in here you haven't been vaccinated um then surely you must you must present the same right to to businesses i'd like to know your opinion on that and by the way just before we got some texts and we'll go to them thank you john in just a second some people are saying well you know what does what difference does it make if if you if you've already been vaccinated what's the problem with having unvaccinated people in there here's the problem even though you may be fully vaccinated all the documentation all the scientific evidence indicates it is only about 90% effective we still have people who have been fully vaccinated who are coming down with covid now i must confess that in most cases it's not it's not serious they're not hospitalized but nonetheless and you are still even though you've been fully doc, fully uh, vaccinated you are still at risk that's why the the authorities are telling us still please be careful even though you've been fully doc, fully vaccinated you you can still be at risk that's the problem and then of course there are a few people amongst us who legitimately can't be vaccinated medical reasons younger people etc etc so that's why surely private businesses etc and countries should have the right to say no i don't want unvaccinated people in here you may agree or disagree john what are the texts saying here uh by the way the number here is 613-413-2217 we'd love your calls and your texts are welcome as well also following along live on facebook and on twitch here's a texter that says lowell what happens to those people that cannot get the vaccine because of medical reasons as you were just talking about are those that's, people going that's, a, to that's a, you know what i i've been i i talked with actually two doctors about this and in both cases neither one of them could come up with any any rationale as to why medical but if if for some reason there may be somebody with some rare medical allergy i don't know but uh, now i'm talking about pfizer or moderna there may be a problem with some of the others but uh the doctors tell me that if you're going to get vaccinated with pfizer or, or moderna they cannot see any medical reason not to do it but but there there could be so i'll grant you that okay that's that's legitimate in which case maybe you need some sort of documentation to say medical reasons allow me not to you know in some cases this is this applies to kids in school as you know uh schools won't allow kids who are unvaccinated into the class except the few rare occasions where there may be some sort of medical problem yes john go ahead uh hazel says i agree i have the right to refuse no vax in my home and i do i also have problems with no vax at public places such as churches glenn says i have the right not to associate with the unvax their rights do not trump my rights uh chrissy says if we already have the copy of vaccination in the ministry of health why not have the airline why have the airlines have access to the site and your vaccinations record can be verified with your passport Something about tying that into the passport. Uh, Peter says Manitoba already has a card. Pallister showed it ages ago in a press conference. You can look up the form on the Ontario website to obtain proof and print it if needed. Andre says it could be added to your health card, and when this, they scan the barcode, it would say how many shots we've had or have. Uh, Carrie says, what about card size that we got in the U.S.? We got it from the place where we got the vaccine. Gary agrees with you 100%, Lowell, and incoming comments. There you go. We'll keep you posted. Now, um, on another issue, 
And, and by the way, we'd still like to hear more from you there. Hey, um, but as to uh, let, let me let me see if we can get some response. Do would you go so far as to say yes? You know what? In the end, we're going to need some sort of federal passport if we're going to travel outside the country. The risk of falsifying documentation, just you know, like this sheet here, is too great. Let's let's get it over with. Actually, the idea of uh, somehow or other recording this on your health card. The only thing I'll say about that is I cannot tell you how many years it took in order to get everybody a, a, a new modern health card. I mean, I was complaining for years when I was on CFRA about there's still people with these old health cards with no picture and no proof. And, you the, know, this went on for years. The old red and white and, ones, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and people, all sorts of people were, I mean, Americans were coming up here and, and uh, you know, borrowing these cards and using them, getting operations and all the rest of it our expense for years and years and years so um any any chance that we'd be able to do this quickly on our health card i think you can dismiss that although it's a good idea um i want to talk for a moment here about our good friends up there in pakenham shields now uh, i i was talking to you this morning john that if you want to see a website that is really well designed now on the weekend i went to another website for the ottawa police what a freaking mess you ever try to use the Ottawa Police website? You know what? I tried to use it about a week ago. Do you think I could find the number to call? Oh, oh it's it's unbelievable. Like that should be front and center. It's 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 tucked up in a menu and then a drop down and not. Yeah, I agree. It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. But I'm talking about a really good one. Yes, that's very easy, very clean, and very thorough. I'm talking about Shields.ca. No matter what it is, whether it's appliances, furniture, etc., but they really specialize in appliances. They're one of the they have become one of the larger appliance dealers anywhere. And you, if you go to the website, you'll see this is really well done. And by the way, uh, just to clarify, it's not just electrical appliances. Yes, they handle all sorts of gas appliances as well. I'm talking about um, uh, gas ranges gas cooktops, et cetera, et cetera. Kitchen ventilation hoods. What an assortment. You, you know the, the ventilation, different kinds of ventilation hoods. They've got them all there. All, all this, and for the most part, they're in stock, which is one of the great things about Shields. The price is very, very reasonable. Shields.ca, they're good people. And as I told you a couple of weeks ago, uh, in some cases, you can also book installation. Not only will they deliver your appliance, but they'll install it right there for you. Shields.ca. Check them out. If you want to see a really good website, by the, by the way, i got a lot of friends in the police department. Whoever designed the Shields website, you should design the, <laughs> the website for the Ottawa police today. Thank you. I, I second that motion. Uh, John, you got some more texts there. Yes, we do. And we, again, we invite your phone call, 613-413-2217. Uh, Bob says, June 18th, 2021, Trudeau said, quote, for the fall in the medium term, he added, we are working with the provinces to establish a national certification of vaccination status that will be easily accepted around the world for people who need to travel internationally. An email from Lisa, the email address. Wait a minute, hold it. Nope. You're telling me that the, the Prime Minister promised something that he hasn't <laughs> delivered? I'm shocked. Well, it's, only, it's only been a month, lol. <laughs> uh, go ahead, please, John. But does, try not to be so damn funny next time. Okay? He, he did get his hair done in that time. So. Uh, <laughs> email from Lisa. By the way, the email address here is lol at blasttheradio.com. Lol. Uh, why have the proof of vaccination if they've allowed all sorts during the shutdowns to come into the country? and continue to do so, not to mention a money grab. Those who've got a 10-year passport have lost two years of use as it is. 
I don't want to be around anyone who isn't vaccinated. I'll be wearing a mask while indoors somewhere. I won't take that 10% chance of infection. Peter says dogs and cats even had the red and white health cards from Peterson's liberal failed government. Terry says, I still have the red and white one. <laughs> really? Jeez, Terry. Dogs and cats have their own health cards? Well, I, th- I think what he's saying is people showed up with their, oh. you know, put their pet's name on a, on a card. Okay. It was that easy to do. All right. Uh, yeah, actually, that did happen. You're right. I believe so. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. Uh, David says, we don't allow smokers in our homes. Smokers outside only. Same thing. People shouldn't object the way they are. Uh, Mike says, so if you have that sheet and the numbers match up with your health card, wouldn't that be good enough? And Long Point Driver watching on Twitch says, health information runs the risk of privacy concerns. I wouldn't want just anyone having access to my medical info. I've had to provide proof of vaccinations while traveling, but it went to a government office prior to travel. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really, you know, I understand the reluctance to issue some sort of federally or provincially mandated passport. I understand the reluctance. But it just seems to me that sooner or later, we're going to have to come up with something. Because I think that more and more countries, more and more businesses, more and more events are going to demand fully vaccinated and proof of that. Uh, I could be wrong, but... um, uh, I'd, I'd just like to hear from some more of you on that. Yeah, no, no I, I, I agree with you. And, and before you went on vacation, we talked a little bit about this. And, you know, the no shirt, no shoes, no service policy. I mean, you know, that's that's a private business putting that restriction or that requirement in place. This is no different. In fact, it, as I said before you went on vacation, I think it's going to be the insurance companies. The liability for a business, if somebody comes in and, God forbid, makes their customers or their staff sick... I, I, not an insurance company in the world wants to take that risk. Yeah, that's you mentioned that before, and that's that's an now to this point, I don't think that has been raised as as an issue out there. I I, I um, I'm surprised that it hasn't, but I think you're making a good point on that. I guess what I'm saying is, while I understand the reluctance to issue these passports, and maybe we don't need them. Maybe the documentation we have now is sufficient. Maybe with modern technology, I mean, if you can snap a picture and put it on your phone and uh, use the phone, uh, as then maybe we don't need it. I, I don't know. I, I think the jury may still be out. But I want to make it very plain, very clear, that I fully support the right of private business and private individuals to decide for themselves who they want and do not want in their establishments. And I am surprised that there is some reluctance. I see some people saying, well, this is a contravention of uh, rights and privileges under our Constitution, etc. Nonsense. If you, as a private, listen, if you have a private business and you are paying property tax and you are paying tax coming out the yin-yang, you've had to put up with how many damn lockdowns over the, over the year and a half. You have every right to say, listen, I only want vaccinated people in my business. I'm not saying that they're going to say that. And I doubt that many will. But if someone wants to say that, I think you have to agree they should have that right. More texts, John. And then I do have another topic here. All righty. 613-413-2217. Text just came in. Yes, I don't mind showing vaccination. That's why I got it, to travel again. I have the PDF on my phone that gives the health card number that matches my card. Hazel says, I have a new range delivery set up this week. Thanks to Shields. Thank you, Lowell. Good. <laughs> Glenn Good. says, Glad to hear it. Yeah. 
Glenn says, strange, federal provincial governments have rights to shut down society, but they refuse to participate in the opening of our society. They set up the problem, but refuse to cure their creation. And finally, David says, think it's frustrating the federal and provincial governments are arguing over who should provide ID cards. It shouldn't be up to the provinces. It needs to be a countrywide solution. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm surprised uh, the the bulk of the uh, the comments we're getting here support. Uh, it would seem to me some form of uh, of documentation, passport, or something of that nature. Now, on another issue, this uh, I have in front of me here my latest bill from Enbridge. They supply natural gas to our house. In our house, we heat our house with natural gas, our barbecue uses natural gas, our water uses natural gas, and the pool heater uses natural gas. So we're major natural gas users. Now, I, I'm not sure how many people are aware of this, but there are times in this country, this is Canada, living on the edge of the Arctic Circle, when it gets a little cold and we need to heat the house not only for our own health, but to stop the pipes from freezing, etc. It's just a basic need. Heat is basic as a need in this country. Okay, why am I talking about this? Well, let me just give you this. And don't forget, if, if, if this is what's happening to me, this is what's happening to everybody else out there who heats or whatever with natural gas, okay? Here is my natural gas bill. This happens to be for uh, May 7 until June 7, Okay. Total charges for natural gas for that period, $308.20. Quite a bit, but we, we use it a lot, right? But listen to this. Of that, the federal carbon charge is $61.23. The HST is $35.46. Now, I did the mathematics on this. That comes to $96.69. In other words, almost $70 is tax on a total bill of 308 That is almost, John, that's almost one-third. Yeah. Almost one-third of my gas bill and your gas bill, unless they're treating me differently, <laughs> one-third is tax, carbon tax, and HST. Now, in all probability, some of the other charges there are indirect taxation charges because Enbridge has got to pay tax too, right? Of course. But just just totaling the carbon tax and the HST on my bill is almost one-third. Now, that's bad enough. I want to point out that as of April 1st of next year, the carbon tax will go up. And in four, maximum five years, the tax, total tax, on our natural gas bills throughout all of Canada will be about 50%. And in fact, if he continues, the, the, the bulk of the cost of heating your home, etc., will be tax, the bulk of which will be carbon tax. So I, I, I have to ask all of you people out there, women in particular, who are going to support this government, would you mind... I mean, if you're going to vote this government back in for another four or five years, would you mind paying the carbon tax for me? Because I don't want to pay it. I think it's all nonsense. I think it's a scam. I think it's a money grab on behalf of the government. I think it's outrageous. And not only, not only don't forget that the carbon tax 
and the HST, but the carbon tax is, is costing us a lot of money otherwise. Some farmers, for example, wheat farmers in Saskatchewan and Alberta, are paying up to four and $5,000 a month just to dry their grain, four to $5,000 a month in carbon tax. You don't think that it, that increases the cost of everything you buy, the food, etc., etc., folks? This is outrageous. I, I I I challenge you to have a have a look at your if you use Enbridge or any natural gas, whatever. Check and find out what percentage of the money you pay to heat your home to stay alive. What percentage of that is tax? You will find, unless, as I say, they're treating me differently. You will find that almost one third of the cost. Carbon tax and HST. In fact, I, I, I once again I say, if you were to factor in all of the taxes, you're probably looking right today at almost fifty percent. Nonetheless, as of April first, that carbon tax goes up again. April first after that, it goes up again. April first after that, it goes up again. Until we're talking almost fifty percent of your bill to heat your home. This is a necessity of life. And in, in four to five years, half of what it costs to heat your home to stay alive will be tax. Any any comments on that, John? Go ahead with more tax. Here we go with 613-413-2217. Holy SHI double hockey sticks. The government has their hands down our pocket even deeper now. What does the conservative government plan on carbon? What what does the conservative plan on carbon do to heating? Going to carbon going to cancel the carbon tax going to cancel the carbon tax it's it's already stated that so in fact i think alberta alberta already canceled the carbon tax and guess what the the, the price of gasoline dropped from 130 a liter down to 97 cents uh more text yes john yeah you pretty much just answered peter's question he says o'toole needs to promise people no carbon taxes and delivery fees on basic bills for heating etc no he's not so. no, the delivery fee is a different situation the carbon tax is something that the federal government has control over true Fair enough. And Tom says, totally agree that it's a scam and a money grab. Some of the comments coming in on your Facebook right now, sir. Good. All right. Well, folks, um, Centennial Glass. Uh, here, here, once again, we're, we're talking about a family-run company. I'm not sure if you're, uh, if you're aware of the fact that Centennial Glass, which was launched in this city in 1940 and 1967, that's our, our centennial year. Remember that great year? Centennial Glass is Ottawa's oldest and largest and most diversified glass company, family-owned since 1967. I have been involved with Centennial Glass, well, not since 1967, but actually um, not long after that, I started to, to visit them, to talk with them, and began to endorse them. I've been endorsing them for over 20 years. As I've said before, cannot recall a single complaint that was not immediately resolved. They're great people, folks. Whether And, and by the way, uh, you may be aware of the fact that there are some new programs introduced by the federal government, uh, supposedly to cut down on carbon dioxide. But I, I have no idea what they are, and you probably don't either, but they do at Centennial Glass. If you're thinking of new windows, new doors, uh, et cetera, et cetera, give Centennial Glass a, a call, and they'll be able to tell you if there's any government rebates, what programs are available. They're good people. They're honest people, and they do great work. Centennial Glass, centennialglass.ca. John, um, uh, you have a little bit of information about uh, APT. I'm not, I, I don't understand this, but Thank you, you give it to us. Yeah, so um, for a while we had a, a dedicated app 
justforblasttheradio.com became a very frustrating thing for me to maintain. It wasn't getting updated properly. Well, the app is back in stores now. So if you've got an Apple iPhone or if you've got an Android phone, you go to your app store, search Blast the Radio, all one word. You can now download the app. At a very basic level, you can hear our station and, of course, the Lowell Green Show live on your phone. It connects to your dashboard if you've got Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. You can also, in the next few days, Access the podcast on demand from that, and you'll also be able to watch the live video feed uh, for the Lowell Green Show. So the Blast the Radio app is back. Look for Blast the Radio, all one word. I don't understand about 90% of that, but apparently, <laughs> apparently you do, which is good news. <laughs> Just making it easier for people to access your show. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for viewing. We'll be back tomorrow. The Lowell Green Show is seen and heard live around the world at 2 p.m. Eastern. Connect with us online at blasttheradio.com slash Lowell Green. Can't join us live? Download the Lowell Green Podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Ask your smart speaker to play the Lowell Green Podcast. This is a production of blasttheradio.com.